You've just opened the soup can. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the many flavors we offer as we ask Soup No O. Hey everyone, I'm Campbells, and you're listening to the Soup Can Podcast, where I ask Soup No O with ordinary people who have extraordinary stories. Today, I'm honored to have in my studio a former Jeopardy contestant and Jeopardy champion, Mr. Ben Henry. Hey, good to see you. Always a pleasure to see you. It's thanks, been... Thanks for having me on. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. <laughs> Glad we crossed paths a couple weeks ago. I am too. Yeah. Uh, we had, we've crossed paths before. Yes. Because I knew when they, when, through Phil and Jen, uh, when they said Ben was on, going to be on Jeopardy, I was like, Ben, Ben, you know him from Trivia. Oh, yeah, he was, okay. So, yeah, we met through Trivia. Yep. We, we roll in some of the same trivia circles. Uh, you know, it's, when I, when, when I started doing pub trivia, actually the first person who invited me was my friend Kevin, who recently just passed, which is a whole other story, but. Well, but sorry about your friend. Uh, yeah. But talk, talk about like an influence on, uh, on my life. So I went to uh, pub trivia with his, with his crew one day and I think they kind of raised their eyebrows. Like, who's this guy who Kevin is <laughs> Like, what does this guy know? And then they asked a question about the animal with the largest spanning habitat. Uh, that like a like a single animal like how far it ranges. Oh, okay. Right, and they're and they were like they were tossing out answers, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the polar bear. The polar bear just has an enormous habitat because okay. it's got to go so far to find food and things like that. And they didn't really cotton to that, and uh, and but they didn't have a better answer, so they wagered one point on it, and it was the polar bear. And and so after that point, they're kind of like, okay. And then um, started doing trivia um, at a, a place that Matt. Did uh, did host? Yeah, because Matt uh, hosted for Sporkle. Yeah, uh, falling down. Uh, beer okay. Company. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and uh, loved going there, and that's where we met Matt, and then by extension met Phil, and then you, and so it's always, especially during the summertime when I'm not teaching, I'll I'll find an excuse to go to pub trivia with anyone. Went last night. You know, some days I've gone five or six days in a row just wow. because it's like. Hey, you know, it's 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 something I'm passionate about. And, yeah, and it's you were just tell right before we went on air here. You were just telling me you went to trivia the other night. Yep, last night we we lost the first game, but we had a perfect game the second game, and that was largely because of Matt. He knew he knew the final question. So man, anyway. those Matt and Phil, they know so much. So I mean, you do too, obviously. Well, the the the, the knowledge sets are pretty complimentary, right? Okay. Matt knows a lot of like pop culture stuff that I wouldn't have pulled. And, and because I'm also a quiz bowl coach, I know some of the more, you know, traditional gotcha. trivia, history, geography, you know, those kinds of things, literature. I always feel proud when I know an answer that no one else does. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, well, you know, when you're working as a team, you do you do feel good if you get that, that pull right. out of nowhere. And so we had a couple of those we, last night. We were at Trivia last week. It was me, Jen, Bob, Michelle, Ryan. Uh, and then it was Jen's dad and Jen's uncle. Oh, yeah. That's a so big one of crew. The, it, it, it was a wide range of knowledge. Yeah. Um, and the question was like, what three, name one of the African countries that has a McDonald's? That's, I'm paraphrasing the question. I was at trivia that same night. Yep. Ryan, Ryan, you know Ryan. Yep. Ryan and I look at each other. Morocco. They don't put Morocco. I mean, we couldn't really back it up other than it's the most pop culture-y, most, like, touristy outside of, like, Nigeria. So, it's very interesting. That was on Wednesday night. It must have been because yes, we, had it was. Same, we had the same final, uh, and I was with Sam and my friend Mike, and Sam said Morocco first, and I was like, probably Nigeria, and I thought Nigeria because it's the most populous. But so Sam, did Jen. Sam made the point, though. She said there's more 
European influence in Morocco because of Spanish, you know, colonization and things yep. like that. And and so we should we should have listened to her. And that's that's particularly frustrating. When we listen to Jen because she's traveled so much yeah, and she's sure. been there. To, to Nigeria. I, I believe it's Nigeria that yeah. we put. Yeah, well, and it's so, so populous, and you figure Lagos is such enormous. Anyway, we're getting, right. we're getting into the weeds here with geography. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all trivia now, and that's what this show's all about. So um, so I asked you to come on yeah, sure. because you were on Jeopardy. I was. Jeopardy is like the only game show that I watch, if you call it a game show. I guess it's Absolutely. still classified game a game show. show. It's like the, the only good one. One of the greatest game shows in the history of television. Now... What made you decide you wanted to go on Jeopardy? Or has it just always been a passion to... So, you know, I grew up watching the show with my family. And, of course, um, you know, when I started going to pub trivia, you know, people sort of say, you're, you know, you're pretty, pretty good at this. Might be a good idea to audition for the show. And so I started doing the online test. It was usually in January. Um, uh, and then my brother got on the show. Your brother was on the show, too. Yeah, my, my brother, Damien, was a two-day champion. Uh, Congratulations, Damien. I yeah, did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a really bright guy, uh, very, very, uh, um, very, very intelligent. And so he was a two-day champion. And after he finished his tapings, he came back and he was like, you have to get on the show. Just keep trying. Keep trying. You'll, you'll eventually get on. Mm -hmm. So I did the online audition several times. And... Uh, after the online audition, they will email you if you get past a certain threshold. Uh, okay. Because it's 50 questions. If you get at least 35 right, you just get thrown into the big pool of people who got at least 35 right. Oh, okay. So it's, you have to answer X amount to get to the, the next Right. Step. So many people are auditioning. They just, I mean, I imagine it's a computer or something like that. Oh, like, okay. All right, 35 and above, and you get thrown into the hopper. And so when, when I took it the first several times, I didn't hear from them. I took it again. And then I got a, a message like, hey, we want to do an in-person. Uh, and so I did I did the in-person three times before I got called onto the show. The first two times, I didn't get a call. Uh, you're in the contestant pool for 18 months. Um, wow. and, and during that time, you're just waiting to see if they might call you. You just go about your life with that always in the back of your mind. Your you know. It's like maybe one day. And in fact, the first time I was in the contestant pool, we were preparing our spring musical, and the drummer was sick. And so I was sitting in on drums to play with the pit orchestra so that we could have our okay. rehearsal. Man of many talents over here. Oh, well, I, I fortunately had parents who were very uh, supportive of doing all different arts things. So, okay. Um, and so while I was playing, my phone started buzzing, and I saw that it was from Los Angeles. And I was like, you got to be kidding. So we finished the song, <laughs> and it's one of the representatives from Jeopardy!, and, and I call him right back, and he's like, hey, just wanted to update, make sure you're still living at the same address and everything, and da 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 I was like, yes, yes. Okay, okay, real good. We got you in our records. We'll keep... I was like, come <laughs> on. you got to be kidding me. What a... Mm. Oh, you thought you thought I that thought was, was the call. The, I thought it was it. I thought that was the call. Oh, uh, man. So, so that was 18 months passed by. Then the second time, nothing. And the third time, they contact me in January of 2020. Uh, so was, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, just right a before COVID. Before COVID, uh, and uh, they called me and they're like, "You're going to be on the teacher tournament. It's going to film on these days. Here's here's all the things you need to do." And I was like, "Yeah, let's go." Absolutely. So did you have to? Were you on a show before the teacher tournament, or were you just in the teachers tournament? Teacher tournament is purely so when you do the in person interview, if you are a teacher, they ask a couple questions: Have you been teaching X number of years? Are mm -hmm. you fully? Are you full time? Uh, and would you be interested in the teacher tournament? And some people would say no, because they might be a teacher who 
thinks they could win more than what the prize for the oh, gotcha. is, right? So they might say, hey, look, I think I really stand a shot at doing very well. A perfect example, Jason Zafranari was a 19-day champion. He's a teacher. Okay. Uh, but he won way more just as a general contestant just, than he okay. ever would have as the teacher tournament, right? Because he's just a brilliant, brilliant guy. So um, so I said, yeah, of course, any any way to get on the show. Whatever well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. He's like, that's like what you want to do. You wanted to be on Jeopardy. Doesn't matter, yeah, doesn't matter what the capacity is. Just get me on the show. Okay. Uh, and so I said yes to that. And when they called me, it's, we're going to put you in the teacher tournament. So there's a field of 15, and they shoot it over the course of... Uh, well, the episodes air over two weeks. They shoot it over two days. They oh wow! They shoot five episodes a day, one week every day. That's insane. That was that was, was going to be uh, another talking point. Like sure. how do they how do they film the shows? But okay, so let's let's get back to how you actually get to Los Angeles. So you get the call, and like, what's the like the prep to so, go there? So so the the um, the time when my brother was on, uh, he had to fly out. He had to pay his way. Okay. Uh, he was staying with some family we have out there. And so he, um, you know, didn't know if he was going to win. They, the third place person gets $1,000, second place gets $2,000. Right. So it kind of covers your travel expenses for the most part. Um, and then you get the experience of being on the show. Uh, and the winner gets to keep their winnings. So he had, to, he had to pay his way, stayed with family. They gave him a ride to the studio. They watched him film his episodes. Um, for the teacher tournament, they fly you out there. Oh, okay. They put you up in a hotel. They give you some per diem, uh, which is very kind. Um, they, uh, they they treat teachers well, which was well, which that's was good. Thoughtful. You yeah, know. I'm, I'm sure they take care of everyone. They, you know, to a certain do. degree. It's a, it's a well-oiled machine. Um, I think for the college tournament, they do the same thing. They fly the students out okay. there, and and they take care of all the lodging and things like that. Um, and uh, and then usually you're there about a day early. Uh, just to make sure if there's any travel issues that they have a cushion to make sure you're still there on the day of taping. And um, we stayed in the Culver City Hotel, which uh, is a historic landmark because it's where the Munchkins stayed when they were filming Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) and so it's often known as the Munchkin Hotel. Uh, And so they got postcards with lots of stuff from Wizard of Oz. Oh, very cool. You know, Culver City is where a lot of Hollywood um, studios were back in the day. Never you, been out that way, so I don't... Oh, you got, got to make it happen. Uh, and when you get into the elevator, there's like a whole, you know, story of the history of the hotel, who owned it, how it changed hands. I think there's some part of it where, like, someone wagered the hotel in a poker game or something like that or lost mm. it on a, on a bet of some sort. Like, some silly, you know... Some silly bet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and then they they, they filmed us for, for, for the tournament. Now, the, the, the Tournament of Champions... Um, was so because because I won the teacher tournament, I was uh, uh, on the tournament of champions, and they did the same thing. They flew us out there, and we stayed in the same hotel. Um, but the difference was this was during COVID, right? Oh. So this was filmed in the spring of 2021, and Jeopardy was not taking any chances about anything. Okay. Uh, and so when we got out there, uh, we had to be masked the whole time, mm-hmm. everywhere we went. Uh, they gave us, you know, uh, hand sanitizer that we would use, like, when we're preparing to tape and we're about to take off our mask, like, hand sanitize, wow. take off your mask, hand sanitize again. Like, they were very, and they, you know, they kept it as a point of pride. Like, we've done X number of episodes since be restarting filming after COVID struck and we shut down filming. We've done this many episodes since then, and we haven't had a single 
wow. pace, right? So they were, you know, taking yeah, their... So they, I mean, they sound like they had it under control. Absolutely. To the best of their ability. Yes. Yeah. So uh, on the day of filming for the teacher tournament, we were in the green room, which is a small enclosed space. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the day of filming for the tournament of champions, we are—we uh, were not in the green room. <laughs> we were actually in the studio space for Wheel of Fortune. We were in the stands okay. for Wheel of Fortune, all seated at least like you know. Did you get to spin the wheel? The wheel is covered, and they made sure that we knew right away that we were not going to touch <laughs> that thing. <laughs> You should have been like, but we're on the better show. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm <laughs> sure those folks would agree, but uh, they weren't about to. You know, right. It was all covered, and the, the board was there and everything. It's like interesting to see kind of behind the scenes how the show is set up where the audience is. So the teacher tournament, you said they filmed it over two weeks. Over two days. Two days, over I'm two sorry. Days. Yeah, and it absolutely. aired over two weeks. Correct, yeah. How was it, because you won, obviously you were there and on every, how was it filming Back to back to back like that. Like, so so the first day, Monday, right, there's 15 contestants in the first week, three each day, right? And so the five winners of each of those days move on, and then four more wild cards. Okay. So you have a total of nine people for the semifinals next week, right? That's usually the highest money total. Yeah, highest and, money total who did not win. Right. Right. And so um, so that, that first day of taping on Monday, we were only doing one one taping. Right, every person was only doing one show because that was every contestant's chance to be into the semifinals. Right, okay. So mine was Thursday, so we in the first thing we did in the morning was they read us through some legal, right? You know, get us through the you know the things they got to do the CYA, and then uh, they had us do some you know makeup, and they had us get into the clothes we were gonna wear and um, some promo stuff. Right, okay. so promo for our local markets, promo for the tournament, photos, you know, because they don't know who's going to win. Right. And so they need to have stuff prepared for every person, you know, um, you know, interview questions, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so after that, we we all sat in the green room and they called the first three contestants, and that's when, for my for my part, that's when I got most nervous. Okay. When they were about to call the next group, like, is it me? Right, and that's when the heart started. Did you, it was just random draw. So who was far going? As I could tell. Okay. Uh, so, um, so they pull the first three, and they pull the next three, and the next three. But we don't get to see the episodes because of that wild card format. We are not allowed to know how the other people did. Oh, okay. Or how much money the other people had, because then we might be able to bet strategically to yeah. place ourselves. I mean, that, that makes sense. Of course, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so once you get out there and you film your episode, and you're seeing the other people there in the audience, they're watching you. Their stuff is already done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they all know their results already. And then, uh, so my, my episode was Thursday. We filmed after lunch. Uh, and then there was another episode. The next day was the semifinals and the finals. So the semifinals were all in the morning. And that we each were in one episode there. And then the finals was myself, Maggie Quaid, and, um, um, oh my goodness. I looked it up Will, earlier. Will Satterwhite. Will Satterwhite. That's, that's shameful of me because he's a, <laughs> he's a good friend. We're all teachers. We're still in touch. And I just totally blank. Will Satterwhite, a wonderful teacher, and he teaches in Western Virginia. Um, and he uh, and so all three of us were in both episodes in the afternoon. We filmed the first episode, and our money total carries over to the second one. But in between, we have to change clothes. So right. we go, we change into our clothes. They bring us back, film the second episode. So, um, so the second day was a lot more, just like more go go go. Okay. Yeah. Now, after you film an episode, let's and you come back. Yeah, w- w- you can't say anything uh, to any like to, uh, your friends and family. So, or so you're. I told my. I told people very, very, very close to me. In my like family, mom and dad, who, who I, I trust implicitly. Right. Yes, yes. 
So uh, they they knew, um, but I didn't tell any colleagues, any friends, right. anything like that. Because you can't, my, like, no, you can't. And then you could forfeit because it airs. It airs. Well, it was supposed to air uh, mid to end of April. And you filmed um, the teacher we, tournament in February. February. Okay. We filmed in February, two or three weeks before everything shut down. Oh, gotcha. So. Talk about lucky. Yeah. And uh, and the episodes were supposed to air in like April or May, but mm-hmm. they put a couple reruns in. They they reran the goats tournament with like Ken Jennings. And oh Nicole right, Power, right, right. And uh, Brad, um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but um, and so they played that. So our episodes didn't actually air until end of May, beginning of June. Okay. Um, which was kind of interesting because it was the same time that the George Floyd protests were happening. And so it was like, this is a weird time to be happy and gleeful about something. Right. You know, but I just thought of, I actually thought of the movie Inside Out where like, emotions are more complicated than just happy, (laughs) sad. Like we can understand being happy for one thing and like still being angry about another thing or, or upset or, you know, that sort of thing. So in any case, um, so yeah, I, I did have to keep quiet, but honestly, like COVID made that really easy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess right. I guess under normal circumstances for a regular, uh, I mean, for a normal contestant going under normal circumstances, it'd be a little harder. Well, because especially as a teacher, because my students would have been pestering the heck oh, out of me as yeah. we got closer to the episodes, right? And in fact, when we came back from taping, they asked you know questions, and I told them I'll tell you everything I can about the taping that won't betray any of the results. And I said, so if I if you ask me a question and I pause, it's not because the answer is I won or lost. The answer is because I need to think about how I'm saying this to you so as not to betray anything. And so um, one of the students thought he was being very clever and said, so did you get a chance to change between episodes? Which would have, uh, right? He was trying to, be, <laughs> trying to be very smart. A very bright young man was trying to trying to be smart. And uh, and I was like, I can't answer that question because that will. That's a that's a clever question. That, yeah, that is right? a, and this was, he, I think he was in seventh or eighth grade at the time. Like, really, wow. yeah, really, really trying to trying to get something out of me. Um, so, but yeah, be, doing COVID, having, not having COVID, but being under the quarantine yeah. of COVID made, made that a lot easier. Now, when you were filming the teacher tournament, because uh, you said when they filmed the Tournament of Champions, it was already under COVID and restrictions. So did they rotate the audience in and out too, or was it so, the same audience? Um, boy, that's a good question. I, I don't fully remember. I think they rotated different audience in for the afternoon tapings. I think there was okay. an audience there for the first three episodes, and then they rotate a new audience in for the afternoon episodes. Okay. Same thing for the, the second day, if memory serves. Yeah, tournament champions, no audience. The only people in the audience were all the production staff, and which is many. It's a lot of them, and they were doing all the applause and things like that. Yeah, and I'm sure they pumped some applause in. And maybe. In post-production, probably. Yeah. Probably. But, you know, there's a lot of people working on, on staff there, and it's a it's a very well-run show. I mean, it's been on the air for decades, and oh, yeah. everyone there is of the utmost professionalism. So um, they their main goal is to make it so that you don't have to think about anything except answering questions. Okay. Right? So your wardrobe is taken care of. Your microphone, your this, your that. It's all handled. But now the wardrobe, that's clothes you bring. You bring, but sometimes they'll say, like, you can't wear that shirt because it's too busy. They, they oh, do okay. give you instructions on the kind of stuff you can you can bring that uh, based on how it's going to look on camera. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And From so, a production standpoint, yeah, you, okay. Yeah, so in, in the teacher tournament, Will uh, did have to change his shirt once because there was, <laughs> like, a really tiny design on it and was making their cameras go all crazy. Oh, wow. So they're usually looking for, like, solid colors or at least large patterns, that sort of thing. 
and that's getting into the minutiae, but they, you know, yeah. they have to make sure that everyone, they want everyone to look really good, uh, and, and then all you have to do is focus on buzzing in. Now, what was my question? I'm brain farting. How many games did you have to win to, was it three? Uh, so, I, for the first tournament? Three, uh, we'll call it three and a half. Um, so the, I had to win my quarterfinal and my semifinal match outright. And then the last two days, the finals were taped over two days. So okay, it's a two-day total? Yeah, two-day total. Okay. So at the end of the first day, I was behind, but only by $100. Oh. Right? I had 7500 Maggie had 7600 and I think Will had somewhere in the area of 5000 uh, And then by the end of the second day, um, I knew how much I needed to wager for the two-day mm-hmm. total to put me over the top. Um, so so I, I, I won three episodes, but I was on four episodes. So three and a half, we'll say. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't technically win the, the third episode. Uh, in fact, none of us got the final Jeopardy right, which was also pretty disappointing because it was... Do you remember what that question was? Or Absolutely. what the clue was not... They don't ask a question. You yeah, asked yeah, the, the question. The, the clue <laughs> was about someone who died in a motorcycle accident, a, a British person who died in a motorcycle oh. accident. Um, and it was Lawrence of Arabia, T.E. Lawrence. And I just... I. I had watched the first half of that movie maybe a decade ago, and I it just I was so bored by it. Honestly, <laughs> you know, older cinema. I mean, I understand like the big right. cinema scapes, the beautiful right. music, the storyline. Older cinema tends to move at a much slower pace than what we're used to in in the MCU days. Pardon, pardon, Martin Scorsese. I know you don't consider that cinema uh, or film, so to speak. Uh, was but, anything really on film anymore? Well, Martin Scorsese doesn't call MCU stuff. He doesn't call that film. He calls it, uh, he thinks it's an amusement right. park or whatever. Anyway, so we, we all three, none of us got that. And, of course, all the haters online are like, I can't believe none of them knew Lawrence of Arabia. It's like, hey, man, chill out. It's like, <laughs> who's on the show? Exactly. You know? Exactly. My, one of my favorite things is someone posted something snarky and uh, 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 we'll call them an online ally just jumped in and says, oh, yeah, you're right. When do your episode there? You know, right there. I was like, that is. <laughs> that's the best. That's so good. <laughs> so when, when you got the call that you're going to be on the show, did you do any prep work yourself? Like, did you start reading books? So uh, so a couple things. Um, I started using the, the J Archive, which is just an archive of every episode, not video because that's proprietary issues with all that. Mm-hmm. All the questions, it's interactive. Oh. You can click to reveal the answer, you know. And, and um, so I was doing that and just getting in the, in the habit of answering in the form of a question, who is, what is, that sort of thing. Um, I didn't practice with a clicker or anything at home. Um, and, and People I, I do that? I guess, yeah, I guess they you will. need to get they'll, the like, time. They'll, yeah, watch yeah, yeah. they'll watch and they'll use like a pen to practice clicking. Um, and, I, and that's largely because I've just played so many video games and I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty well trained in that area. Well, obviously uh, you won the, the teacher tournament, <laughs> you know? Well, eh, eh, yeah. Um, the, the night before the semifinals episode, um, my, my wife at the time said, you should study some Shakespeare because you're kind of weak on Shakespeare. And so I, I studied three Shakespearean plays that night. Oh, wow. The, the Tempest. Uh, Richard the Third, and maybe maybe Othello. Uh, I've heard of two of the three. Yeah, and so uh, and there was an answer the next day, which was Richard the Third. Uh, so I was wow, like, good call there. So I mean, nice. that was just that was super dumb luck, but also a great a great recommendation. And um, so that that's largely how I prepared, just like okay. getting, my, get, getting my head in the zone and practice my breathing so i could calm my heart rate when i yeah, got I was gonna say, it's got to be i mean they like you said they try to make it so you're not nervous 
but you're, you're going to be in front of millions of people, you know, not live, sure. but in your in the back of your head, you know that they're recording you to be on national TV. So, so like I was saying before, you know, the, the time I got most nervous was when they came in to announce who the next contestants mm-hmm. were. And, you know, you get on the stage and you got the jitters and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, bouncing around just getting some of the, you know, and they, they have to set certain things up. There's little podiums behind each. Um, right. Everybody's standing at something. Yeah. So that, that all the contestants seem to be a similar height. Oh, okay. Right. You're, you you got like a little box that lifts up and down out of the Oh, okay. That I didn't know. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a little neat box little trick. up and down because there are some contestants who, you know, you get, you'll have some guy who's on who's like 6'3", and you'll have someone who's on who's, you know, 5'4", and they're like, we don't want it to look so off kilter. So they'll have people okay. raised up a little bit so that they look more interesting. That's a fun little, a little, yeah. um, but it's very smart on their part, you know? And, uh, so you get out there, they're making all those adjustments. They're checking your mics. They're, they're getting camera shots for you. And then once, once the trivia starts, well, I mean, first then Alex comes out and I, did well, the, yeah, I, I mean, the with Alex, and that was like, that was the moment of surreal. Just like this. Is, yeah. Well, we'll get there because that was the question that, that a lot of people wanted to know. Like, yeah. how's Alex, you know, all that stuff. So, and, but yeah, we'll definitely touch on. But as soon as we started answering questions, I mean, I definitely had nerves because before, in my first episode, before the first commercial break, I was in the red. I had, I had answered, I, I lost all my money on a daily double. <laughs> uh, I, so I went to zero and then I answered one or two questions that put me in negative. Um, and I used that. I mean, like. I was like, am I really crashing and burning like this? But I use that now with my students. I told because I've told them for as long as I've been teaching, it's not the mistake that matters; it's the recovery. You will make mistakes. Okay. But the question I like is, that. how quickly do you recover? And by the end of the episode, I was uncatchable. Right? I, I was out mm-hmm. of reach of the other contestants, so I knew I was advancing. Um, but boy, did I start poorly. And, <laughs> and I, you know, some of that was nerves. Some of that was just bad answering and forgetting the category. And yeah. Um, and, and then finally, you know, I started getting into a groove, and it's like, here we go. This is just like coaching my quiz bowl students, you know. It's, okay. It's just like being at pub trivia, or it's just like back in the day when I used to play. Did you ever play You Don't Know Jack? When yes. On the computer? Yeah. I love Way that back game. in the day. Now you got it on the PlayStation. Yeah. yeah I, I, we would play it on my buddy's computer, and I remember the buzzins are Q on this side, C in the middle. <laughs> Everyone's got their own little Everyone's key. Everyone's got to, like, hit the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like I remember playing that, and then they re- they released a, a version for the Wii, and then Jack, and then the same company that did, and now that they have Jackbox games, and now they are on, oh on right right right. I think like we've that. all they, gotten they, together and played those at Phil's before. So yeah, fun. and uh, and I love that company. So you know, it brought me back to some of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was like, hey, you know, just back in the zone, back in the flow of things. Now, um, so you win the the tournament for the te- the teacher tournament. Yep, you get the call to. Now you automatically qualify automatically for a tournament of champions. Tournament is it champions. up to you if you want to come back, or do you? I mean, like, are you who, contractually? Like, who, who would say no? What? Right. But but I'm like just... if I if I if I were unable to fulfill those duties, mm-hmm. uh, Maggie Quate, who is a wonderful wonderful woman, um, would have. She was the second place okay. contestant, and she would have been taking my place. So that, I mean, it's, you know, it's like presidential order of succession. That's. Uh, a poor analogy but there's always someone ready to right to, to step in now how was that experience leading up to the tournament of champions um, so that was filmed in 2021 that was filmed you in, said i think march of 2021 maybe? no I'm, I'm gonna ask this question was alex still no he had passed by that point. okay yeah. We'll, yeah we'll we'll get to that sure uh so there were some contestants in the tournament of champions who had had alex as the host and some who had not um, oh, okay well, well I think that's accurate. I think some had, had earned their spot in the Tournament of Champions after Alex had passed away. Um, 
so it was it was a little bit <coughs> excuse me <coughs> a little bit different uh, in terms of preparation. Honestly, I, I did not prepare as much. Okay. Um, I was like, like I I really didn't think I stood much of a chance. And I mean, you know, part, half half of this game is ninety percent mental. I forget who said that. It's a terrible sports <laughs> quote. Um, but I, I really didn't didn't think I was going to do that well. You know, I was going up against some people who had had some pretty impressive streaks. And as far as I was concerned, it was like house money. Like I'm I'm. I, I'm just happy to, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here, happy, you know. Just happy, happy. And uh, and so, that was uh, that was more of just you know I get to go out to L.A. again. I get mm-hmm. to, you know I get to meet some new people. I get to you know give my best on the show again, be on the yeah. air again. And and if something great happens, if like there's a category about Legend of Zelda and another category about <laughs> you know like the state of Michigan, then. Hey, Michigan's, obviously, it was meant to be. But Michigan's <laughs> been showing up. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, if if there were a whole category on that, right, that would be uh, pretty impressive. So, um, so my preparation was, you know, I was more concerned with like just making sure the school year was going well, and and hey guys, I'm going back to film tournament champions. And yeah, tune in when it happens. You know. Now I know you said you'd be you're happy to be back. The the picture of you on stage. <laughs> Is that the teacher tournament or is that tournament of champions? That's the tournament of champions. So you know, it's the the three finalists in the teacher tournament, myself, Maggie, and Will, were all um, musicians of some sort, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a choir teacher. Maggie is a humanities teacher, but she's a professional vocalist. She has a wonderful singing voice. That was her <clears> first degree. And Will is a band and choir teacher. Um, and so there's a couple things from that. One. Music, I, you know, just accesses a different part of your brain, and I think it just plain makes you better, and uh, okay. not better like as a human being, but just like smarter, um, and or at least on like standardized testing and things like that. And the the other piece is that like we're performers, we're all we're all in front of kids every day, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of putting on a show every day, and so we we perform right. And especially if, if you're a teacher of the arts, right? Like, in order to get my students to have energy, like, I need to have energy. And right, to, okay. You know, to, in order to bring that out of them and get them excited about what we're doing, um, if I'm not excited about what I'm teaching, then they're not going to share in that, right? And so when, when they're doing the promo materials and they're like, all right, everyone strike a fun pose... <laughs> And I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. And I'm just like, what? So you just go like this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I that harkens back to, and I, I, it's been so long, but I, for a for a brief stint in high school, I watched a lot of pro wrestling, and I think that was yeah. Diamond. No one, no one in this room watches that. Yeah, was that was that Diamond Dallas Page who would do that? DDP, right? He would do. That I mean, was Hulk Hogan. Uh, well, okay, okay. So originally Hulk Hogan. Originally way, Hulk Hogan. Way before when I was watching, I feel like it was DDP who was, and he had the diamond cutter and things like that. I was a fan of his. He I would do something it. where he did similar. I, but I, I don't I, remember. I clearly, I clearly was just like struck in the moment to like, all right, do this dumb thing, <laughs> and uh, and you know, there's the promo stuff. It's like, all right, well, I know I didn't win, but they're putting me in a lot of their promo stuff, so I'm, I'm cool. You're with doing that. something right. <laughs> So how many contestants were called back for the tournament of champions, and what, what's the requirement if you're not a previous tournament winner? <clears throat> it's based on how much you won on the show. 
Okay. Right. So you know you had five day champions there, nine day champions. The the you had again Jason Zeffernery who was a nineteen day champion. Um, before Matt Amodio and Amy Schneider and, and the recent streaks, oh, right, he, right, was, right. he was number four on the list of all time. That tournament's uh, coming up soon, isn't it? The, the new tournament. The new, that's gonna... with, a, with a new format, too. Uh, they, have, they have more people. Okay. Um, those three, uh, and, and this is going to sound so that I don't actually watch Jeopardy. Um, but those, <laughs> those, those three uh, super good performers, again, Matt Amodio, Amy Schneider, and, and the third whose name escapes me at the moment, um, they are all going to get buys. For the first match, okay, but they earned it, um, oh, sure. and then there's going to be a larger field, and then they're also doing before that they're doing what they call the second chance tournament. Have you heard about this? I follow another Jeopardy contestant, yeah. who asked her followers to tag her in the second chance. Oh, how cool! Yeah. Um, so, so this is essentially people who were on when one of those big three was having their mm-hmm. were having their great streaks, right? And and they did well, but they ran up against like a titan. Right. Right. And so. Yeah, I don't remember who, she, what episode she was on. It was one of those three. Yeah. Wasn't Amodio. Was it Schneider or the other one that we neither of us can think of? Yeah. Oh. But e- either way, they're, they're, <clears throat> the producers are like, we we may have missed out on some really quality contestants mm-hmm. there who, on any other day, might have had like a five or six day run. Who knows? So they're doing a, a second chance tournament, which I think is a really cool idea. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, I saw it, and you know. You had to tag Jeopardy. You had to hashtag something, and post it to your reel as well. So oh, there's a I, there's some online format that they do to see who gets back in or something. Oh, oh, like okay. I, 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 I think I don't know that. I didn't realize that there might be like a social media sort of. Unless she was just I, trying to get Jeopardy's attention. I I, I not, don't know. I'm not certain. I, but I, she was she was the basketball player that looked like Claire Danes. Oh okay. Um, she did pretty well. She's. So, she was in one of the one of the cool plays that you ever hear noises off. Yeah, oh, I love noises. She's off. an actress out in L.A. Oh yeah, and she was in that. Great show. So great show, hilarious. Yes. Uh, so I, I thought it was largely based on you know their winnings, even though they lost to to one of those one of those big. Anyway, two people from I think two people from the second chance tournament. That's really are cool. Gonna get, are going to get a berth in the in the tournament champions. So so for us, the TOC was. Um, 15 contestants with two alternates there. Okay. Um, and the alternates very bright in their own right, Jessica and Elise. Um, is that right? Yeah, very, very bright. Um, and uh, they're there in case someone can't perform on the day or, you know, get sick or mm-hmm. got COVID. That didn't happen, fortunately. Um, and same format. Okay. 15 people, three, three, uh, three And that was filmed over two days, too? Or that was, was filmed it? over two days. Okay. Yeah. And they really um, cram it in. They don't... Well, I mean, the, the the filming process is pretty true to the television show in terms of timing, especially when Alex was doing it, right? So, okay. You know, when they say, "All right, commercial break," it's not like they take ten minutes; they take like two minutes, like an actual commercial on okay. TV, and then they go right back in. So it keeps the flow of the television show for the contestants, I think, and for the audience. Now, is there ever a stop in filming for yes. like a, a, a goof yep. or? Alex ever make any goofs? Alex or is he goofed, strictly a pro? Uh, Alex goofed um, a couple times. Uh, when my brother was on, not nearly as much. And I think some of that obviously had to do with the illness and, and things okay. like that. And so so he, he goofed a few times, um, but it didn't, you know, it didn't throw us off. The the most interesting goof, which was very um, it's very cool because you never magic of television, you never see it. Right. You never see what happened. Uh in my semifinal episode, I was going up against uh, um, 
friend Lauren and my friend Sam. And there was a question about uh, initials, and the answer was uh, it was to be determined, right? That was the answer. Oh, to okay. To be determined, right? And, um, and, and, you know, Alex said, to be this. And Sam buzzed in and said, determined. He didn't form it in the phrase. He didn't phrase it in the form oh, of question. Oh, okay. Right? And, and then he said, what is determined? Right about the same time that Alex said no. Oh. And then Lauren buzzed in and without being recognized, blurted, what is determined? <laughs> okay? And so they had to stop the taping. Oh, okay. Right? Um, and they had us all turn around and face the backdrop. And you don't get to see the stage. You don't get to see the question that's on the screen. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the categories anymore. You don't get to see which questions have it. So you can't like strategize or prioritize. You're just looking, and they have they each have production staff there looking at you, like making. Sure oh, so you don't turn, can... you don't like I'm, this I'm, side eye anything. Right, I'm turned around and I'm looking at this person, and and Sam's wow. looking at this person, and Laura's. Like, and they have they have to they have to go back and look at the video, see what happened, mm-hmm. judge, and then they have. Attorneys there from standards and practices, independent of the show, to make sure that legally what they're doing is accurate, fair. Wow. Right? And so what they determined was that Sam had corrected himself just in the nick of time. Wow. To okay. Get, but right before Alex said no to get the question in. And so later they re-record Alex saying, just in the nick of time, you just got it under the wire, Right. Okay. And so, I mean, a little bit how the sausage is made. Yeah. But but the process was very deliberate, very uh, well thought out, mm-hmm. very fair, um, and uh, and they made sure that right was right, and that and that you know Sam got credit, Lauren wasn't penalized, you know that sort of thing. Um, a similar thing happened in that same episode. Lauren had buzzed in and said, uh, "What is Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark?" Which is not the name of the movie. So he said, so Alex said no, and I buzzed in and said, what is Raiders of the Lost Ark? But when we came back from commercial, they found that the DVD had been boxed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. So they gave her credit for it. So, uh, you know, there's there's some good things. They've got, they've got, the writers are right there. They've got people making mm-hmm. sure, looking to make sure that, like, people are getting a fair shot at, you know. Wow. And sometimes people will contest an answer. and Oh, you can do that? You on, can. Like, on the show, like, you like not while in the like on a break you can say to gotcha. one of the production staff because every time they break someone comes over you doing okay they give you water mm-hmm. yeah and 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 99 times out of 100 that you contest something they're already looking into it oh right? they, they're already like oh this person said this and it was really close let's make sure that either they don't get credit or they do Okay. Right? Let's make it right. You know, like I said, it's a smooth, it's a well-run machine. Wow. And they're, you know, the height of professionalism. It's not. It's yeah, not, it really sounds like it show, is. You know, um, so how strict are they with the phrasing it in the form of a question? Because I know I've seen calling you out here, Jeopardy, uh, you know, a few episodes where they just said the answer. Um, usually, mostly in, in regular that. Jeopardy. Usually, they're pretty good at catching that. Um, they will. They will give you an opportunity to correct yourself. They say they give you a little bit of grace in, in the regular Jeopardy round. Okay. They give you a little bit of grace there because they know, especially if you're a new contestant, because they know how nervous you are. Right? Okay, that's and, fair. And and so they, they do try to... That's fair. You know, they do try to give you a little extra time to correct yourself or to, to like... You, you, so, But they, they make that known to all contestants. Okay. Like, we're trying to... We don't want you 
to leave Jeopardy with a with a bad taste in your mouth, right? Gotcha. And, and we want it to be a good experience for everyone involved because we know that of the three people up there, two of them are going to lose, but we want them to leave saying, like, this was a great experience right. and I'm so glad I did it. And as far as the, the Tournament of Champions, how far did you go in that? Uh, not. <laughs> Uh, not. Uh, I mean, you I, won I, the teacher tournament, and I got to ask about the tournament champions. If, if, if we're talking strictly um, uh, ranking of that tournament from 1 to 15, one being the winner, Sam Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. a great person, I was 15. I ended with $0. Uh, and uh, I think maybe one other contestant ended with $0. But before Final Jeopardy, the tiebreaker would be how much money did you have before Final Jeopardy? And I also had zero dollars. No, I didn't have zero dollars. I had like twenty eight hundred, twenty. But the experience, of course, of course. So in my match, I was up against um, uh, two contestants who were just out buzzing me left and right. They were quicker than me, and the the one category that I thought I might have uh, the upper hand on them was a category about musical theater. Okay. Um, they both knew their musicals, and so I didn't get as many questions out of that as I thought. So when I landed on a daily double. And I had $7,000. It was about airports. Uh, I I wagered everything. And it was asking me the name of um, the second largest airport in Dallas. Uh, And it's where President Kennedy landed before he was assassinated in 1963, which I should have known because I had just listened to a couple podcast episodes about the whole thing leading up to it. Um, It was actually a podcast about um, Lady Bird Johnson. Um, But they, of course, started out by talking about Mm -hmm. President Kennedy and Jackie landing at Love Field. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it. And so I lost all my money there. Um, but I, I knew I had to, I knew I had to. Yeah. And even if I hadn't wagered everything, let's say I had wagered, you know, 2000, $3,000 or something where that gave me still a little bit of a cushion. Uh, from that point on, I only earned $2,600 more and none of us got the final jeopardy, right? It oh, was a wow. triple stumper. So like, I was not destined to win that match. No, I, I'm like totally fine with that. <laughs> The, the 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 caliber of questions from one tournament to the other really much tougher, much hard? tougher. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and once you get to the once you get to the finals, uh, you know we're watching the finals of the two tournament mm-hmm. champions. Those questions are really tough. Because well. I mean, I think in any given episode of Je- not any given episode of a regular episode of Jeopardy, I might know like three, four answers. Oh, give yourself more credit. Than oh that. no, you would, you would know more than that. You go to trivia, some, especially you know some. I think people don't give themselves enough. Credit some for off what the wall stuff. It's know. like, wow, I knew that. Yeah, you know. That's always fun when it's you just pull something there out was, of nowhere. I can't remember. I wish I remember the question. There was one final Jeopardy watch. I'm watching it, and I blurted out the answer. Obviously, I said it like a question because I was unsure. Sure. And I was like, they didn't get it. Didn't get it. Yeah. Didn't, Hey, yeah, 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 I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Not to say I would have won the show or anything, but but, uh, but yeah, you, you never know what what's going to strike a memory or what where right. what knowledge is back there. There was one question. I think it was in my semifinal episode. The category was something about it, words all starting with D E. Okay. Uh, and they were all five letters, so one of the answers was like depot or something like that, and and you know delve or whatever. Um, and the the last one was about a a city in I'm gonna get this wrong now either Netherlands or Belgium that is known for its pottery, and and in my head I was like I think I'm something in five letters starts with D E I'm like I think Delft is a thing so I hmm. buzzed in and I was like what is Delft and he's like yeah hey and it's like you never know what's yeah. gonna just like ring a little bell back there it's just kind of that recall huh. uh, and 
you know. So I think a lot of times people like don't give themselves enough credit for what they do and don't know. And then also, you know, they'll just get nervous and their brain gets flustered, which is a constant. You know, when when you're playing at home, you probably do you, you can you can do pretty yeah. well. And then yes, I never thought. Look at I mean, yeah, you know, you you expect the contestants to be nervous, but, but everyone's going to be nervous. Yeah, you know, everyone's going to be nervous on that stage. Now, so, the, the part of the show everyone wants to know, how was meeting Alex? Uh, Alex is the consummate professional. He's a, you know, he's an institution. Um, and he, uh, you know, obviously was in the last, you know, months of his life when, when we were filming those episodes. And, you know, you read stories about how much pain he was in. Mm-hmm. You know, production staff coming into his dressing room and he was just lying on the floor in wow. so much pain. Um, and then he gets out on stage and you would never know it. I mean... Yeah, you, you when he was on... No clue. You'd have no clue. And, I mean, that's just... I mean, I can only aspire to that kind of strength and courage when, when, oh, I, when yeah. I run into a, an enormously... Yeah, doing that show that far along with that illness was was incredible. Yep. And so um, uh, he would ask he would allow the audience to ask questions during the commercial breaks oh very cool as he's going over the questions you know maybe they had to do a retake of one question or two that he might have stumbled on at some point but um the audience will ask him questions and you know i remember some folks asked him about who how how he thought the i I can't remember what his scene because i don't i didn't alex loves loved hockey and i think he maybe followed the canadians maybe that was his team like i'm probably wrong about that but someone asked him, like, how do you think they're going to do mm-hmm. this season? And, you know, he you know, gave uh, some sort of funny answer. Another couple asked him, like, what should we name our dog? Like, we, <laughs> we, we, we want you to be the person who picks our dog's name. And he's like, I don't know. Um, and then after the episode, he always comes over and talks to you. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, they're running, running the credits. And, you know, I asked him at one point, did you ever play an instrument or sing when you were growing up? And he said, no, he, didn't, he never did. Uh, he was, you know, more academically inclined and things like yeah, that. He's, he's, like, not just smart because he has the answers in front of him. Like, yeah. he's very well educated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, very smart man. And obviously been doing it for a long time. Yeah. You pick some things up along the way. Um, he, w- he was very warm, you know. And, and I, I I was just thinking mostly about, like, the strength he was exhibiting in, in, in being able to, to get up there. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, like, I was just trying to focus on... You know what yeah. I was doing. You don't see him until your episode is taping. Like really, there's on. no interaction at no. all until he comes walking well, out on I, stage. What I would say is, in, in our case, it was one exception because we did some promo stuff for the teacher tournament. Where oh, we're okay. Together and there he is, right? So Alex is going to come in, do these promo shots, great, and then you're all going to and you all leave. You don't get to talk to him, right? And then he does a couple promo shots of his own. We all get to sit and watch, um, and you know that's it. Uh, but there's no, yeah, I mean, like, the, he didn't want, I, if I were in his shoes, like, one, I would want to spend as much time in my dressing room as possible, right, because of just the conditions of where he's Yeah. And, and two, like, he's probably doing show prep, you know, he's going yeah. over his questions, he's this and that, Yeah, he's. And, um, and, and there's also just a certain, like, there's a certain aha moment of when he comes out on stage and you get to like in your head go this is really happening it's like oh my god i'm on jeopardy and that's alex trebek and, th- and this is the real deal you know yeah there's a certain there's a certain something there is he and, tall uh no no i don't know i met about, the guy uh i don't know how was it how was it after the show do you have a little more interaction with 
Yeah, like, yeah we, even we, Johnny Gilbert. Johnny Gilbert does. Johnny Gilbert, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Johnny Gilbert, we, yeah, he does the he does the announcing, and you you don't talk to him. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but but like I said, we would chat after the show, and of course he does the interviews uh, of each contestant. Right. In each. Episode. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, how was it coming up with? Because you were on four episodes. Four, five, if you include the tournament champions. Yeah. How is it coming up with little things to say so each, for you, each episode? Sure. Like, how does that process when you, work? When you do your in-person audition, they have a sheet for you. Like, tell us five stories. Oh. Give us five things that are interesting about you. So I, you know, put on the, you know, that I used to work at SeaWorld or that my brother was on the show and he okay. was a two-day champion. And I put on things about my job and I put on things about college and, and this and the other. And... You know, in mine, I put a couple things about teaching because it was a teacher tournament. So, sure. So, uh, and then when you get there, on that on that Monday, when everyone knows they're going to have their episode, but not everyone knows whether or not they're going to advance, they, they have the cards for each person. They say, which one of these, and they'll pick like three of them, and they'll say, which would you like Alex to most, which would, do you think is most interesting to talk about? Which is your favorite story to share? Okay. And so they'll, they'll, they'll highlight that one. But sometimes he'll go off the, off the rails if like he sees something that he thinks is more interesting so he'll pick you know and and the other thing they say is he might not be looking at the right card like he might pull the wrong card and oh, ask okay you, and ask you a story that has nothing to do with you and like is not your experience you know they say it doesn't happen very often but it's happened once or twice wow. and if he ever does that just look at the camera and say that's right alex <laughs> <laughs> And then just move right on, and it's like you can't. We don't want people improvising a, a life story up there, right? Yeah, we don't know? want to make so, anything up. Yeah. So the first thing they asked me was about a, a tradition I have with my students on Fridays. We dance to the Jacksons, "Blame It on the Boogie," and uh, you know it's a silly little thing, but it, but it's fun. The students yeah. really, really like it. And um, and then the second episode, the semifinal episode, I think he asked about. I think he was asking. I, I wasn't originally a, an education major. I was an engineering major. Uh, That's quite the, the, sh- the shift there. Uh, kind of. Uh, you know, so I, I'm just a logical That's fair. musician. You know, like okay. rhythm and music theory and all that stuff. Like all the structural components, like I'm really mm-hmm. keyed into. The, you know, performance aspect of it, the feelings, the connection to the text and the expressive elements. That's something that I've had to work on more in my own, you know, sort of professional development. Um, so I'm just like a logical musician. I mean, I was, in, I was in the drum line at Michigan, so like, which is very, it's like coordination, organized, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, so anyway, it was, um, it was, um, I got off track. Yeah, it, it was some of my friends in college who convinced me that I should, I should go into teaching because uh, engineering wasn't, it just wasn't jiving with me. So I was like, all right, well, why don't I, why don't I try, you know, asking my friends, what, what do you see me doing? And they're like, teacher, you should be a teacher, maybe a history teacher, math teacher, oh, a music teacher, you know. Yeah. yeah. And how long have you been teaching? This will be year, I started teaching in the 2006, so this will be year 17, which is... Getting up there. Pretty weird, you know. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't until last year that I first had a student teacher, and because I've always so self conscious about my teaching, I'm like, you know, I, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I'm 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 okay at what I do, but like, I I don't think I'm really the person to be teaching the next, you know, wave of teachers. Like there are other people more qualified mm-hmm. for that job than me. And in the spring of twenty twenty one of last year. Um, Oakland University reached out to me and they were like, hey, you know, we have a candidate for you. We think it would be great. Wondering if you're interested, if you would be interested. Mm-hmm. 
So I called one of the professors there I know, and I said, all right, I'm a little gun shy, but like, tell me about the student, and do you think we'll get him? He's like, yeah, she'll do great, and, and she did. Um, actually called me a couple weeks ago to let me know that she had landed a job for this year. Like oh, very cool. Job, which was very exciting. Um, and, and, and when she got up to teach for the first time in front of students, you know, and she does, and she did what every first time person in front of students does, which is like struggle and like have, have a tough time and get nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, oh yeah, there's a ton of stuff I can help this person with. Like that was one of the moments <laughs> I was like, okay, like I am okay to do this. And so I'm going to have another student teacher this year. I had two last year. I'm going to have another one this year. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, it, it brought a new sort of little vitality into my classroom, like it's some, someone with younger ideas and, you know, new way to do things. And also it lets the students, you know, see the process yeah, of someone very cool. learning to be a teacher as well. So That's very cool. Now, is there any chance you can get back on Jeopardy or are you done? Uh, I don't think there's a chance. Uh, so it was I'm sure there's rules. Well, when we were... When we were in the green room signing all the legal stuff mm -hmm. for the teacher tournament, someone asked, does this preclude us from being a general contestant on the normal version of the show? And their answer was, so long as Alex is the host, you can't be on the show again. Oh. And so then he passed. So maybe some of those people in the teacher tournament could be contestants again gotcha. if they wanted to. I was in the tournament of champions with Buzzy Cohen as the host. And He's so, the one with the glasses, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. A former, a former. I was gonna say he was a champion winner. too. He was, a, he was a tournament champions winner. Very personable, good guy. And I liked him. Yeah, he was. He was good. We were, when when they were doing the the roulette wheel of that's not the right phrase. The turnstile, the rotating, the revolving door of uh, of, of, hosts, of hosts. A lot of us really liked like Buzzy. I again, I didn't really watch the show. I was gunning hard for Lavar Burton to have a good. Showing oh, man. and Lamar my thing was that it didn't go so great, and did the response to him was. I they, think they have a thing. They have a thing called Q rating, I think, which is like how do you appeal to audiences? And that was one of the things about Alex is his Q rating was very, very high. Like didn't everybody matter, loved him? Yeah, it didn't matter where you were from, didn't matter what your political alignments were, your, your right. gender, anything like that. It was like people like watching Alex Trebek, mm -hmm. and so you know when all these other people are coming in, they're they're getting feedback from audience members and from people watching at home, and they, they establish a Q rating. And so um, I was hoping for Levar because I'm thinking like this guy like encouraged so many people of yeah, our generation. Yeah, he, he definitely to appealed read. to our generation yeah. and maybe uh, a little older than us too. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. yeah, he absolutely. he was a staple growing up. Like, yeah. You know, reading Rainbow, reading Rainbow and, and, and Star Trek. Star Trek, Jordy LaForge. I yeah, love his he was, character. And I was like, I wanted, I wanted so badly for him to do it. And I think he wanted it pretty badly, too. And I'm, I'm bummed that didn't pan out. But, but you know, Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings, they, they, do, they do a lovely job as well. Now, were they the, I don't know if you I know. Think, I think officially they're the, the official the, co-hosts. Yeah, because she Jeopardy. seems to do it more than him. Um, I, I think they're going to bring him in because he does other game shows. And he's the producer of Jeopardy too, right? Or uh, consultant uh, or that, something? That probably sounds, yes. He, he's on staff in other ways as well. Um, I mean, most people figured after he made his run that he was the next yeah. person to do it. And, like, that makes sense, you know. Uh, I like Mayim. 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 Blossom. I like that there is a, a woman in the role of, like, a prominent game show, you know, host position. She does a great job. Yeah, I think she does. Not that Ken Jennings doesn't do a good job. I. Yeah. Would yeah. prefer Mayim. I'm just glad certain people didn't get the job, and we won't we won't even go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers as a football player, but 
he wasn't bad. I think he exceeded a lot of people's expectations. There are other people who I've yeah one person in particular, but we don't need to get. <clears throat> well, Ben, that that's that's all I have. I I mean, I appreciate you so much for coming in. Let me ask Absolutely. you, Soup No O, with your Jeopardy experience. Congratulations on your your big tournament. A teacher's tournament win, and yeah, it was it, it was really incredible, and and the and the people I met were, were really great. Um, I, I went to Maine earlier this summer, and on my way back, I stopped into New York and visited with Maggie, the my, my mm-hmm. friend from from the from the finals, and uh, you know, last summer at the drop of a hat, I reached out to one of the contestants from the tournament of champions. His name's Andy Wood, um, uh, an Ann Arbor native, actually. Oh, okay. Um, his granddad was Bob Buford, longtime radio announcer for the Michigan Wolverines. Like, and that's a that's a name for me. Like, yeah, I mean, you like, can tell you, you yeah, yeah, get the the march the marching band and like getting steeped in the lore. And so, so last August, I uh, I, I sent a message. I was like, hey, uh, it's the Perseids, the the annual meteor shower that probably probably took place last week or maybe this week. Uh, and he lives out in Joshua Tree National Park where there's no light pollution. I was like, want some company for a week? <laughs> that was on a Monday. And then on Tuesday, I flew out and like I said, That's awesome. There. It was really, really great. And so he's yeah, a so really you got cool some, guy. Made yeah. some lasting friendships. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, because, I mean, as, as long as it shows been on, it's still a small group of people in comparison to how many people there are that can share in that experience. Fewer people get onto Jeopardy every year than are accepted into Harvard. Right. That are accepted where? Into Harvard. Oh wow. Right. And so I mean it's 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 one, you gotta try out. Two, you gotta be lucky. And if you're not lucky, three, you just gotta keep trying. Yeah, you said you tried out three times and that was in person. I did the online test, I wanna say at least eight or nine times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like I had to keep doing it. Sometimes I wouldn't get any message from them and it'd gotcha. be like another year and like, so you can take again. the online test as many times as you want yeah and i think now it used to be that it was at a specific time like january you know 20 whatever and and now i think you can take it just about any time okay so um i'll have to look into that uh absolutely you absolutely should anyone who goes to pub trivia like i tell them you should try out for tri- if you like pub trivia or if it like try out for jeopardy just do it there's no just downside do you, heard it right there you just do it and if you really want to be on the show, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. We'll end with that. You can't really top that. Ben, thank you so much for coming in and thank letting you. me ask you soup no o and share your experience on, on Jeopardy. And just I'm so jealous. You have to meet Alex Trebek. <laughs> like you said, everybody one, loves him. One of the honors of a lifetime. Thanks for having me. And that's been another episode of The Soup Can. Remember, you can find my podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites as well as on the YouTube. And remember, I want to ask Soup No O with you. And thank you for listening to The Soup Can, where we ask the burning question, Soup No O.